right. Welcome to the Football Frame of Mind podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Cam. That's Brandon. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, week two in college football, man. It's crazy. We're about to be in week two already, man. Some good games. Um, obviously, week one was fantastic for for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> for some of us. What's up, folks? But we got a whole lot, a whole lot more to go, man. Uh, but before we get started, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to start a new week for obvious reasons. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Got some cool matches, but uh, yeah, can't complain. All right, no, no, no. So we get right into it, man. Great, great uh, slate of games, but. We'll talk about uh four to five, um, just some games that everybody should be tuning in to, man. So uh we're not gonna start with the obvious. Uh we're gonna start with uh from the bottom a little bit. So surprisingly, not a Saturday game, but a Friday night game that everybody should really be tuning into. And that's Illinois at Kansas. Uh I don't think people really probably pay attention to it because it's a Friday. That's kind of reserved for high school or whatever. But Kansas is uh, obviously the darling last year. Um, they have a Jaden Daniels as well. Uh, and he uh, got hurt last year, which kind of hurt their season just a tad. Uh, but still, uh, I believe they won uh, like six games. So they got to a bowl game last year, which is very much an improvement compared to how they used to be. Um and Illinois, you already know I'm a huge bet Brett Bielema fan. If you watched this program before, I love what he does. I love how he runs the football, old school guy, and he wins a lot of games running the football, man. So this one game I'm really looking at because uh it could be an old school game, you know, and I like kind of an old school defensive you know, shutout type of game. But I expect Jane Daniels to do some things, and I think he'll be the difference maker in a in a close Kansas win, you know, put them on the right path. What you think? It's kind of an even matchup. They're both interesting in their own rights. Jalen Daniels, is he's not bad. Uh, I think he definitely has some intangibles that can help put his team over the edge, but I'm going to go with Illinois. I just think they're more established. I think they're going to Play really good smash mouth ball. I don't think Kansas is gonna have an answer for it. All right, no, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Uh, all right. So the next game we're gonna look at is uh Texas A and M and Miami. Uh, these are two teams that we've discussed that nauseum on here. Um, they have so much talent. Um, Texas A and M more so than Miami, in my opinion. And they mm-hmm. don't know what to do with it for real. So this could be a big game for both teams because one team loses and their whole season is tanked. You know what I'm saying? Or one team wins and their season takes off from there. So I'm on the fence about it. So I want to hear what you got to say first. You might be able. I mean, to- they're both. They both got a lot of talent. In their own rights, uh, obviously, I think AM's probably got one of the more loaded rosters just because of NIL. And man, you got to give Jimbo Fisher credit being able to actually recruit a lot of these four star, five star guys. Uh, Miami's done a really good guy, 
just as the head coach, you're really high on him. You really like his style. I think he's a pretty good coach as well. Uh, I think it'll be a good matchup, but I think A&M gets the win. I just think A&M's got too much talent, even if they don't always know what to do with it. I think they'll probably get off to a pretty decent start this year. I don't know if it's going to be consistent or if they're going to be able to maintain it. I don't know how that offense is going to roll with where we're going to be at in week six to eight or halfway through. But I think A&M's got more talent. I think they'll win, but I don't think it'll be by a landslide. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm on the fence about it. Uh, I really like, uh, like you said, I love um, Texas A&M and all the talent they have. I really think they're a powder keg kind of a uh, program, man. They have so much talent, so many resources. They could really be a powerhouse in this college football industry, but they just haven't put it all together yet. I don't know what's missing. I really don't know. But something tells me, man, Miami might play a little bit better in this game than they did last year, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. But with that being said, because I love Mario Cristobal, but I think mm -hmm. this might be a big game for Evan Stewart in Texas A&M, man. I think they're going to let him loose on that Miami secondary, which I'm not sold on at all. I think they mm -hmm. have up front, they are better. So that's an interesting matchup, obviously, the trenches. But I think Evan Stewart is in for a big game. I like him a lot, man. Uh, he's five-star guy, so he's got some talent, man. He's quick. And uh, I think last year he had a trouble with doing too much, you know, in terms of trying to just make uh, – you know, make all the plays, <laughs> but sometimes you don't. That's what got them in trouble against uh, Appalachian State last year. So um, this year, I think Evan Stewart's going to be good. I expect it to be a big part, so I'm going to go with A&M as well. So I think it'll be good. Although I think Miami might make a run for it uh, in the ACC, though. I think once they get more comfortable – I think they I think they could win more games than they won last year for sure. I think they could get to a bowl game at least. At least a bowl mm -hmm. game. You know what I'm saying? So I think all right. So the next game we talked about, we talked about this old miss and two lane. Mm -hmm. We talked about this uh one of our college football shows was one of the games to watch. I'm still gonna say it, man. This is a trap game for old miss, man. And this is a launching pad for uh, Tulane to be that group of five representative for the New Year's Six Bowl. Because mm -hmm. they go – I don't know where this game is, though. Let me see. I, I think it, it's at – hold on. I just had it pulled up. One second. I literally just freaking saw it, bro. Hold on. We're not trying to keep you guys all in waiting, but uh, it is at Tulane. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a big difference maker. Yeah, that's a big difference maker, bro. Um, like I said, I think I, I was actually gonna roll with Tulane anyway, and I don't get me wrong, I love the Lane Train, dog. I love it. I'm a big supporter of the Saving Disciples getting, you know, doing a big thing after they leave, you know, Saving's rehab. <laughs> coaching rehab. I'm always looking forward to those guys succeeding, but I just think Tulane playing at home is going to be a lot of energy, man. Uh, hmm. Still playing Superdome, huh? Like it's still there. No, home. it's not the Superdome anymore. They've they've got their own stadium now. 
Oh, okay, okay, nah, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, so it's gonna be rocking then. Um, but I still rock with Tulane, man. I really like what I saw from them in that uh bowl game last year. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like they can beat teams, man. So why not start with Ole Miss, man? I think Ole Miss is okay. Um I just I don't know, man. I just don't know if they get down how how they gonna look. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's hard for SEC teams, you know what I'm saying? At least not at least in that middle tier to bottom tier in the conference. Like when they get down to teams that they're not supposed to, it doesn't look very good. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think Tulane, I love their quarterback. I like him a lot, man. And they have a really smash mouth kind of offense. Like they run a lot more than they pass, you know, and they can get downhill real quick. So I'm going to roll with uh, Tulane, man. What you think? So I like Lane Kiffin. I like Jackson Dart. But I- I'm just not sold on where he's going to lead that team. They started out hot last year. They were like, what, 5-0, and 6-0? and LSU came to town and beat the brakes off of them. And I just – they they always – they always have the talent to hype them up to make you think, okay, this is when Ole Miss is going to step up. Dude, Tulane's on a mission. Tulane's out to prove something. I, I, I'm i on the same as you when they're trying to prove that, hey, like I know we're group of five. I know we're not power five. But we can make the playoff if you just give us the shot. I mean, last year, man, they, they showed out. And they went and knocked off the Heisman Trophy winner in a pretty big high-stakes game. Like yeah. you said, their quarterback is really good. I think they've they lost a few guys in the draft, but they were bringing back a lot of guys. The fact that it's not at Ole Miss and it's in New Orleans – that's a big deal. And I think, like you said, I think that place is going to be rocking. I think it's going to be hype. I don't think it's a landslide, like I said with some of my matchups earlier. But, man, I just think Tulane is just on a mission, man. I just don't see Ole Miss. I don't see Ole Miss getting in their way. Like, I feel like they're going to drive through them. Okay. No, I'm, I'm all for that. All right. Uh, so, we're going to get into two more games and then the game of the week, in my opinion. So, one game that I'm looking at that I'm really interested that I think will be a shootout. Not not a close game. I think it's be a shootout. And that's Oregon and Texas Tech, man. Yeah, I seen that's a cool matchup. Yeah, dude. That's gonna be nice, man. Texas A and M, you know they're gonna run the score up. And Oregon ain't no slouch either, man. They pass the ball too. They have lots of ways to score on you. So uh, I'm I'm thinking that's gonna be one of those 40 40 games. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. even 50 because you're gonna need some points to stop Texas A&M. And uh, oh, Texas Tech. I mean Texas Tech. Yeah, you're gonna. Okay, need- yeah, I got confused. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. You're gonna need a uh, you're gonna need some points to stop Texas Tech, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oregon can put up points too, man. I think everybody's in Oregon's trying to start their Bo Nix uh, Heisman. Campaign, so this will be a good this will be a good start to that if that's what they try. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, Texas Texas Tech can put up some points, so I'm gonna actually roll with Oregon because I think mm-hmm. they run the ball better. And as you get later in the game, you know what I'm saying you know Big Twelve don't play no defense, so once you start putting that uh, running game on them, I think that they they'll mm-hmm. start to pull away at the end. What you thinking? 
Uh, I like Texas Tech. I've always liked ever since Mike Leach was there. I just really like the way they run offense. Even when Cliff Kingsbury is there, Mahomes, all those guys. Uh, I think it'll be a shootout, but I just think Oregon has too many athletes. I don't see Texas Tech being able to hang with them. Bo Nixon had offense is really explosive, especially when they start clicking. I mean, you've seen what happened last year after they lost that week one game. That offense caught fire, and it was yeah. really hard for other teams to keep up. So, I mean, I definitely could see it being like a 40-plus, 30-plus game, but I definitely think Oregon wins in convincing fashion, at least like a two-touchdown win. Okay. No, I like that. I like that. So one of the um, contrasting styles games that I'm interested to see is Washington State and Wisconsin. I think this Ooh, be, dude, that's a matchup. Yeah, yeah. Luke Pickle's first really big test as the new head man in Wisconsin. So um, I think it'll be a big, big game for him uh, to set the record straight like, yo, okay, look. I'm at Wisconsin, you know, I'm not Cincinnati no more. I got more, I got better talent than I had there. Uh, and I want to show what I can do with it. But I really don't know who their quarterback is. And but I know who I know who Washington State's quarterback is, and Cam Ward is a baller. You know what I'm saying? So I'm actually going to ride with Washington State in this one. I'm telling you, the Pac-12, even though this might be their last season, dog, this might be the best season the Pac-12's ever had because they're going to have a lot of games to watch, man. You got Washington mm -hmm. going against Oregon, Washington State, Washington, that's going to be a good game. USC going against everybody is going to be a good game because I don't mm -hmm. think they want USC to win anything. They don't want them mm -hmm. to walk away with the last Pac-12 championship. So, uh, like I said, I think that's going to be a fun game, man, too. Like I said, contrasting styles. One team spread, other team kind of, you know, spread concepts, but, you know, smash mouth in a sense. So, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, you know why Wisconsin is going to bring the, uh, the run game. That's never going nowhere. I don't care. Barry Alvarez, he would be 100 years old. They still going to run the ball at Wisconsin. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, I like I like them a lot. So I like uh, Washington State in this one. What you got? Cool. I think Cam Ward's really good, but I just Wisconsin's obviously gonna have a really good running game. But you gotta think you've got an established run game, but now you have a quarterback who can actually throw the ball, who's established as a passer. That's gonna open up the play action game. You could take a top off a of defense that they're going to keep expecting you just ground and pound and go up the middle with it. I definitely think it'll be a really good game. I'm curious to see if Wisconsin can contain Cam Ward or not. If they can contain him at all and Tanner Mordecai gets hot, you already know where I stand with Wisconsin, dude. I've got Wisconsin. Okay, that's where that's where, he, think, that's where he went. Okay. Okay. All right. Then. Well, yeah. I, I think like it'll be a really good matchup. Yeah, it'd be a good matchup. Cause I was wondering, you had said uh, SMU quarterback uh, had transferred, and you was really high on him, but I couldn't remember where he went to. But that's interesting, okay? Cause that actually makes it even more interesting because now it's two quarterbacks that are really, really good. So, uh, like I said, man, that's one of the games we that I really want to see, man. So, mm -hmm. uh, obviously. The game of the week is uh Texas and uh Alabama, man. Alabama, Texas, whichever way you want to say it. Um, uh, that's gonna be a good game. But I don't think it's gonna be as close as people think it is. I don't think so. 
Because you don't think? No, I don't think so. That's not me just being a homer. I saw some things in that first game. Obviously, you know, it's Middle Tennessee State. But out of all the games in that first week, Middle Tennessee State is probably the best team in Conference USA, like give or take. They're always decent. They're not bad. Yeah. So, like, we're not playing like uh, who who did uh, – who did they play? The Skyhawks of UT Martin or something like that with Georgia play. Like, we're not playing them. Like, Middle Tennessee State's a legit opponent. So I kind of I put a little bit more respect on them rather than us playing like Georgia Southern or something like that. Uh, but I saw some things in that game that I just really liked, man. It's a way different feel than last year. Because last year we played the first game. Uh, we being Alabama, uh, played, um, I want to say Utah State or something like that. And that was a red flag because they can, we gave like 400 yards to them. So that was, a, yeah, so that was a red flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if, if they can give us 400, you know, foreshadowing to Tennessee, they gave us like 700. So, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So, this year, it wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, there's a level of talent difference. But the fact that we didn't play down to the competition like we did last year let me know that it's a different team. And last year, even with Bryce, it, was a, it wasn't the same thing. And there was a big, one big thing that I think sets this team apart from last year. And it was penalties. Like, usually that first game, you all hyped up, you make a little bit of mistakes, and your penalties are a little high. But we only had two penalties in that last game, two, all game. And going into Texas, we had, like, 20 penalties in that game alone. You know what I'm saying? So that showed me that we weren't there from a mental capacity, right? So I think going into this game, I think – they not ready for Jalen Milrow, bro. Like, they ain't seen nothing like him at all. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that it's at home this time, like, the crowd going to be rocking. You know it's going to be a sellout. And don't get me wrong. I know Sark knows Nick Saban in and out. He coached there a couple times and had some success, man. But I just think they're not ready for it. And I feel like the team is going to try to make this game almost an unofficial welcome to the SEC moment. Like, you, that's just what you're about to come into. So, you know, I'm rocking with Roll Tide all day. So I'm not even rocking, not even going to ask who I'm going with. Uh, but I just think, I think, I think we could win this game by three touchdowns, bro. That's my ceiling. My my mm-hmm. my floor would probably be like maybe a seven point victory because maybe Quinn Ewers puts up uh, some numbers, but I just don't think it's enough. Like people understand that they had uh, Bijan Robinson last year, like he was a big player, dog, like a huge player. So I don't know who they have at running back now, but nobody scared me like him because he was he could do everything, he could catch. And he can run. So uh, I just think we're going to have too much up front. It's a whole different offensive line. And I think we're going to 
change it around a little bit because a lot of people that I've been reading and all on the message boards is saying that like one of our guards is like not going to be starting. They're going to start a different guy. So, and coming into the game, they had already said that this guy was going to be a starter. So I just think, you know, we were trying to see who's going to be like the second guy, see who's going to be ready in the rotation. Cause I didn't, I didn't like dude at all. I seen dude play and he was not good. One of those guards we had. Like anytime you always getting pushed in the backfield, that's not good, man. Especially when everybody else is like pushing forward. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. never a good thing. But I think it's just gonna have too much up front, man. It's good. This is gonna be this is gonna be lit, man. Like I said, start start your meal roll Heisman campaign because it's starting next week <laughs> or this week. <laughs> Okay, so I think you have a good quarterback. I'm not ready to jump on that train yet, though, not until y'all play like a real opponent, and I don't think Texas is a real opponent. This game has got me thinking I don't. I think Texas is overrated. This game's giving me vibes. You remember when Arkansas played Texas a couple years ago, and they beat the brakes off of them, and they swore Texas was going to just completely run through Arkansas? Yeah. This is that game to me. Uh, I don't think Texas is ready for the SEC. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think Quinn Ewers is a little overrated. I think he shows really good flashes of greatness, but he's very inconsistent, and he has injury issues. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's a really good play caller. He's a good coach. But Texas does not match up with Alabama good. The athletes are way better. They can, they're not going to be able to contain that offense. And Alabama's defense is going to bring pressure. They're going to play good in the secondary. They're yeah. going to get in his face. That's what's going to happen. Now, I'm not saying they go win by 50 points, but I could definitely see Alabama dropping 35 to 42 and holding Texas to at least 14 or 21 points. I don't see this being as competitive as what the media wants to paint it to be. Never know. Th- their offense could get hot, but I don't think there's any way. I- I- and I'm not trying to see what comment. Texas is not going to win this game. And I don't think there's a very – if there's a percentage, it's less than 5%, dude. Alabama's hot. Uh, I'm not ready to jump on the Heisman train yet, but I don't think this is that big opponent y'all been waiting for. They're not it. That, I, I just don't think they're there yet. But if I'm just going to pick the game, I think it's Alabama. They're going to win by at least two, three touchdowns, my guess. Okay. I mean, look. I'm not like a Debbie Downer on Texas, man. But no, but but they're not gonna match up with Louisville but, at all. In my like I said up front, I just don't see what everybody else see. Like if you look, like I said, for me, I watched the game like entirety, and I watched like a little bit mm-hmm. the second time. So I just seen a different feel up front. You know what I'm saying? So I have mm-hmm. one guy that I know is probably gonna be replaced. I just seen a different tone up front. You know what I'm saying? And the fact when Jalen Miro started to to run, like the play calls were suited to his strengths. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I'm talking about quarterback powers where we got tight ends and we got fullbacks running with blocks and stuff. Like it's all downhill, man. And mm-hmm. the fact that we could go into uh what do you call it, 12 personnel with two tight ends or whatever, and it's okay mm-hmm. to do that. 
Like, and we gonna have to just pass out of that. We can run out of that consistently up front. It's just I don't know if you have dogs up front that could deal with that. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Y'all are too big on y'all too big in the trenches. And if history shows you anything, is when Alabama runs offense like that, whether it be in like a two tight end set or not. Not many teams are gonna be able to be able to push back in the trenches. And if they start pushing on them early, it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, man. For sure. Like I said, I don't I don't I just don't think like and that's just offense, bro. We just talking offense, right? I'm saying. If I flip to defensive side, I seen some stuff in the game against Middle Tennessee that I didn't see last year. Like, I mean, like there was pressure from everywhere. Like, I mean, everywhere. Like, well, I said they're they, gonna be in his face. Like, I mean, like, like even the game against them last year. Like, there, you know, there are penalties which kept them in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like penalties all the time, holding, as an affairs, this thing, whatever. But there was not much pressure up front. You feel me? And the fact that we're not only getting more pressure, which I like to see, because when we play passive, that's when we get beat. You know what I'm saying? We get beat by, you know, uh, 19 LSU because there ain't no pressure there. Like, nobody's getting to the quarterback. The fact that we got to the quarterback, you know, in a spread system, Let's me know. And that quarterback was actually more of a runner than yours is. So the mm -hmm. fact that we were communicating a lot faster to the point where he couldn't really get off like that, let me know that, okay, we're in a different mindset defensively and they're not going to be able to do nothing. So, mm -hmm. like I said, man, game of the week, you know, I'm rocking with Bama. All day, so I just think we're gonna we're gonna wipe the floor with them dudes. Welcome to the SEC, man. They <laughs> gonna second guess whether they should have stayed or not, man, dude. I don't even know why they would come. Like it makes no sense, bro. I guess for recruiting money, purposes. money yeah. and recruiting, probably. Yeah, because I I remember um they were talking about um who's the guy that started before uh Sark got there um. Gosh, what's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. But whatever the coach's name was. Um, Are you talking about uh, what is his freaking name? Like, uh, who just – oh, what was his name? Bro, I'm telling you. I'm oh, sorry. now I need to know. No, I need to know because I remember because at one point LSU was talking about going after him. Yeah, he coached at Houston and he started at Ohio State. I can't remember his name. Tom Herman. There we go. There we go. So, like, what they were talking about, he was saying, like, man, I'm trying to get these guys and rebuild this program, but I can't compete with that SEC logo. So, I think that had a lot to do with it. But, mm -hmm. like, I don't – I don't, if I'm looking at the whole thing, I don't think they come into this season – like, if we were to start next season, they're not even fourth best on either side. And you got to think, we're doing away with divisions, too. It's going to be kind of more like, I want to say it's going to be more wide open. But right. I just do, like, think about it. Name, like, let's just, let's just have fun for a second. Think about everybody we have in the conference right now. 
because now we're kind of getting into something else. Let's go off and try to see if we can name like five teams at least that are better than them. They're obviously going to be better than them. So you got Georgia. They got y'all. If we get a right together, we'll say us. That's three. I'm, I've got to probably put Tennessee in there. I've yep. got Tennessee in there. If Kentucky gets it together, they've got the pieces. They probably in that conversation. Yeah. So I'm that's at least five right there. Yeah. That's not to mention anybody else wakes up like, before them. Like Florida, South Carolina, too. Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. So, like, they would be fighting for those teams. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. And then up front, like, I don't, yeah, it would, they're going to have to get better up front. They're going to have to. That's the first thing they need to do. You got to start recruiting on the line. Yep, they have to get some guys up there, man, because that's the only way you're going to compete. You know what I'm saying? You can have athletes. like You can have skill position guys, but it's not going to help if the quarterback don't have time to be able to get the ball to those guys. Yep. Exactly. Or if you got studs in the backfield, you can't do anything if you can't run the ball. Like, dude, like, I mean, like I said, people sleep on – people talk about Vandy and all that stuff, but – like Vandy up front is still a SEC school, man. Like mm-hmm. you might have to be like a smarter guy to get recruited there, but they still get good guys. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why they go to bowl games. That's why they never leave the SEC because they still beat teams like they don't have they don't have no business beating. They beat Tennessee sometimes. They beat Kentucky sometimes. You know what I'm saying? They beat Kentucky last year. Yeah, they beat Mizzou at times. They beat Texas A&M at times. Like, they still do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, they don't really compete with, like, uh, the Bamas and the LSUs and the Georgias because, obviously, there's a recruiting difference. But, I mean, like I said, they still recruit really good. And they can beat anybody in any other conference. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're talking Mm -hmm. middle of the pack teams in the Big Ten, they could probably beat them in a bowl game. You know what I'm saying? They could beat uh your ACC teams like a Wake Forest. They can compete with a Wake Forest even though they have like mm-hmm. a wide open offense. They can still compete with them. So I think, you know, like don't be surprised, man, cuz Bandy is like they 2 and 0, man. People ain't talking about it. They got four wins to go. Oh, they're not four. They're not 2 and 0. Are they 2 and 0? They they played in week 2. If they did, then yeah, they should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they played in week zero, so yeah, they two and zero. So they got four wins to get. Yeah, we, start, we started breaking that down the other day. We started picking that schedule. Yeah, yeah. So they got a chance to really be six and six and one, mate. By the time they play Georgia, so never know. The college football is a an animal that you just never can predict. Man, I swear. So. But in some ways that we like, in some ways that we don't like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So I done had my fair share of blowouts. So I already know how you feel. So imagine doing that in a national championship game, bro. Have to oh, I remember getting the, I remember getting an embarrassing loss in the national championship game from AK no nobody other than y'all. Yeah, but see, that wasn't that embarrassing, though. That was embarrassing. We couldn't even get past the 50-yard line. Bruh, it still it wasn't led us to a winning season when you're playing. Bruh, it still wasn't that embarrassing, bruh. Imagine. I think it was, dude. We were loaded, dude. That team was, like, loaded, loaded. Bruh, we they should have been rolling too. with. 
We was loaded too. But, and Clemson. But the embarrassing thing thing was that our coach wasn't playing the quarterback who pretty much got us to that point. That was the embarrassing part. Our offense was stagnant. Could not go anywhere with freaking Jordan Jefferson's trash self. It was so freaking frustrating. Yeah, but the that's first the time like two people out though. Nope. I still feel embarrassing. Bruh, man. Imagine going all the way to California just to get beat by like 40. Like, like, how does that, how does, like, you all go all the way to California just to get beat by 40. And what's crazy is we was loaded. We was loaded, too. We we literally, like, but, I mean, when you think, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. If you think about the game against Oklahoma that we played before we played Clemson, that wasn't pretty either. We gave, like, 40 points. Like 40, 30 some points to Oklahoma. Like, you know, and I was like, I don't know, man. No. That made that brings me that brings me both Polini vibes when we played in Missouri and they put up like five hundred yards of offense on our freaking defense. Nobody knew what the hell to freaking do. Nah, man. Mizzou don't get no credit, man. Coming in the SEC winning two SEC East titles, dog. That that was crazy, dog. That was a crazy time. So unfortunately. Nah, it ain't been that good since, man. But you know what? Um, they they've been okay. okay. They've had respectable seasons, but not yeah. like not like that. It's hard. It's hard being in that conference. Being not they're not a bottom fight. I don't consider them a bottom feeder. No, but I mean, it's definitely tough though. Yeah, middle of the pack, man. Middle of the pack, man. Um, but like I said, man, they, they should be all right this year. I mean, they should be some teams. But I tell you what, um, Florida, obviously, we'll close it out on this. Florida is in a like I said, Napier's on the on the hot seat. Obviously. His seat is yeah, dude's seat is hot. But he gotta win like one or one of two games. He I has to see what the rest of that schedule is. But he has to win. He has to win one of two games, right? I'm gonna tell you which ones they are, man. He obviously got go right now. I got the schedule pulled up. All right. So they lose. Oh crap! Hold on. That kind of glitched out. All right. So you lose to Utah. Right. You go home in Gainesville, you got McNeese. That's a win. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't don't hey, don't sleep on McNeese. But then <laughs> you get you're on a three game homestand. So you're one and one. You're at home, but you gotta play Tennessee and Joe Milton. I'm taking that as a loss. Even if it's home, that's, I just don't see you that's, containing. That's one of the games they, they have to win. If, if yeah, that is a must he, win. If he has if he wants to keep his job. He's got to win that one. And if he loses that one and it's ugly, he might be fired after that one. But if it's close, I think, you know, if they show that, hey, man, we still on the right track, then maybe. But mm-hmm. going, he got to, you got to, uh, you got to win that one. They don't get any easier, dude. It gets harder. Yeah. They got a they got a cupcake game the next week. They get to play Charlotte. We'll just take that as a win. So at that point, you're sitting at two man, and two. I don't know, man. Charlotte kind of good. Then you got to go and play Kentucky at Kentucky. Okay, true. 
Uh, with Devin Leary and them not having a, a running quarterback, I think they lose that game, bro. I okay, so two and three. Up. Yeah, so. Then they go back home and play Vandy. And I don't think that I don't think that's that's an easy game either, bro. I don't mm-hmm. think so. So, like I said, man, it's a couple games they they have to either compete or Dude, win. They got Yep, they got at South Carolina. That's a big game. They you need gotta, to win that one. Gotta compete in that one. But you either but going into Georgia, you have to you have to show those boosters something. You got to show them something, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're taking losses to Tennessee, you're taking losses to Florida, and you're taking losses to South Carolina, right? And you might mm-hmm. take a lot. Like, if he loses to Vandy, dog, they lose. Oh, to- that's done. That's that's nail in the coffin. Yeah, that's it. They're not going to let it keep going after that. They're going to pull the plug. Right. But best case scenario – like we we'll, we'll go into the Georgia game because after because if they not if they're not like two games over five hundred up until that point he's probably not even gonna make it past Georgia you know what I'm saying so if he makes it past Georgia that Arkansas game that Arkansas game's a big one that'll decide it then if you're at that point if yeah. he's still there after Georgia that's a game you have to win. It's pretty much every game's must win, but yeah, I mean, like literally every game seems like that's his hot seat, man. Because I mean, you you going against like LSU after that, like these is a tough, this is a tough schedule. Like you got at Missouri, and then you got home against Florida State to end the season. I don't know if he's making it to that point, dude. They don't figure it out. And then you don't even know what kind of team Florida State's gonna be at that point. And what if you worries me, what worries me is that Cam Rising didn't even play. Yeah. If Cam Rising would have played and they lost like that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not gonna really sweat that. Like I'm gonna let that one I'm gonna let that one fall off. I'm not gonna think about it. But the fact that he didn't play and you lost that game like that, that's yeah. a big red flag. Man. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, dude, like, that. that's wild, dude. Why? You I know? think he's a really good coach, man. But, dude, Florida, that, that's, that's a different animal, dude. Like, you yeah, can't. Yeah, beast, man. Especially with all the um, the additions they've made to the facilities and everything. But I just think it wasn't a good mix. Like, I don't know why you got Graham Mertz as your quarterback. Like, knowing – Knowing what system you run, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should have tried to bring Emory Jones back for all that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have brought him back because, shoot, he gave us fits. You know, uh, Emory, Emory Jones gave us fits, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, and that was with uh, Dan Mullen there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that you know, they run similar schemes, especially with the quarterback powers and everything. Like, you know, so, but I, I honestly thought they should have kept Dan Mullen, to be honest with you. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he was doing that bad. I think, uh, obviously, um, you want to roll with Emory Jones and you had, you know, thing, but I think if he could have got the job, if he would have kept the job going in the last season, um, I think he would have had some success with, uh, with, um, 
Anthony Richardson. I think he would have had a lot of success. I think he would have played even better because, you know, technically mm-hmm. um, Dan Mullen is a quarterback whisperer. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you turn Dak into an NFL prospect because he really wasn't at Mississippi State. Then you turn Nick Fitzgerald into probably one of the best uh, dual threat quarterbacks in SEC history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Over like two seasons. And then you go to Florida. I forgot who the guy was. Uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Trask. There we go. You turn Yo, Trask into a top five Heisman candidate guy. So then, you know what I'm saying? You have the year where you're kind of splitting quarterbacks or whatever. But you still have success. And you almost give Bama a loss. You know what I'm saying? With Emory Jones. And Florida's him. one of those jobs, man. Florida's a job just like Auburn. I, I just couldn't understand that. Knowing that you have Anthony Richardson coming back, why would you fire him to bring in Billy Napier? Yes, he's a good recruiter, but like I said, he's a good recruiter at the Sun Belt level. He's never played consistently. He's never coached consistently. The Sun Belt's respectable, but man, the Sun Belt is not the SEC. Like it's 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 better conferences than that below that, you know what I'm saying? Like right above that, I put the American right above that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Conference USA, the Sun Belt, that's down here, right? And then the Americans yeah. right in between there, the American mm-hmm. and shoot, the Mountain West is right there in between there. They have good teams collectively, mm-hmm. so that's in between. Like you have to take a job in between there first. Like that's even if he would have took an SEC job, I don't know what ones were open, but if there would have been an SEC job that maybe it wasn't that program, probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. But dude, just like I said, Florida is just like Auburn. If you don't fix it real quick, or you're not showing promise real quick, oh, they're gonna get you out of there. Why do you think Hugh Freeze came in and completely just set the tone immediately? Like, yo, I'm not gonna deal with that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I got look if y'all want to hire me, y'all gonna have to get out of my way. Leave me alone. Let me figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna be overnight. We gotta overhaul this whole team. Like y'all gotta chill out. Y'all did that with Brian Harson. Y'all not gonna do that with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like I said, man, this is a football frame of mind podcast, man. Like I said, we love college football. We love football, period, here. We can talk about it all day, man. But like I said, before we get up out of here, anything you got to say, bro? Yeah, man, we just really appreciate the support. Just like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you don't miss a beat. Just stick around. We're getting a lot of traction. Continue to pump out content that's going to be regularly. Maybe not exactly scheduled but every week you're always gonna have a breakdown video for nfl and pro football so there's not gonna be these big gaps we do apologize we've had some difficulties and we're just trying to get a schedule going but you shouldn't have any issues with that now like i said there'll be regularly scheduled stuff so you won't miss a beat whether it be week one week two whatever whatever we just thank you for all your support and we just hope you guys enjoy all right couldn't have said it better myself but before we get up out here one more thing we mm-hmm. um, are going to have, uh, like, I hope you enjoyed our halftime little report that we do. Uh, we're going to do that for the uh, NFL games, too, man. So we'll have our NFL uh, halftime report 
probably doing the uh, the either Monday night game or the Sunday night game, depending on how our schedules go. But we do want to, you know, give a recap of how we felt the week went and can maybe revisit our picks too. So, like I said, just be on the lookout for that. But like I said, I'm Cam. That's Brandon. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And this is the Football Frame of Mind podcast. We up out of here.